WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, October 6th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210 is the phone number. You can get in on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Senzel with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers this morning. We've made it. It's Friday. Don, hello. How are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. I didn't think Friday would ever get here, but it always does. Gregory. Yeah, buddy. Fired up? Yeah, buddy. going to be a good weekend of sports, by the way. Awesome. That's enough of the sports. Sorry. God. Have we decided what we're doing with the 60 spot? <laughs> I have no idea. Are you rolling it over? Are you going to pay me now? We, we might have to do like a um, Phillies-Braves game one prediction yep. slash series prediction. I like it. Plus the Eagles-Rams. Yep. I'm going to need like um, a Biden bailout by the end of the weekend. <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. Can you cancel my debt, Joe? Unbelievable. Oh, we got a lot of good stuff to get to, including Biden's border wall of shame. Donald Trump, House Speaker, eh, perhaps short term. Are you? I, I don't want to. Uh huh. Are you? Are you buying this? You no, really Trump happen? came out and endorsed Jim Jordan. Yeah, he came he's out just flattered. Yeah, he was like, well, thirty days, sixty <laughs> days, ninety days. If I have to unite the party, but I'm running for president, so I can't be there long term. <laughs> so. Unbelievable stuff on that front as that musical chairs continues to happen. Uh, also in the news this morning, Taylor Swift, you're not welcome at Lincoln Financial Field. Nice. That's an amazing story. <laughs> That's an amazing Victory. story. Victory! Yeah. We'll get to that and all sorts of good stuff, plus a loaded cut sheet as always. But let's get to the news around number one, 604 on this Friday morning. For that, we go to the great Don Stensland. Yeah, we have a lot of new information on some stories, some of the top stories of the day locally, uh, we have, you know, we've learned more. Remember I told you about the situation that happened in Chinatown. There was a real mystery with that shooting of a man who we now know is a beloved DJ in Philadelphia. So there's a lot of mystery surrounding this as to who in the world would ever want to um, want to target this individual. But that's what we have going on. So there's police are asking for anybody with any information as they look to what's going on here. He's a well-known DJ, John Hershock, and family and friends are speaking out saying they're praying for a miracle. So he was, we know that he was leaving Tango Nightclub on Apple Tree Street near Chinatown, and this was Wednesday morning early. So he was at, at Tango, said goodbye to friends, and then he was shot in that alleyway hospitalized in critical condition. This is the one we talked about Wednesday morning that we learned about it uh, later in the morning where the police just scooped him up and rushed him to the hospital. Mm -hmm. No doubt saved his life. However, he's been on life support 
And so very concerning this morning as to who would do this and said 38 years old, had no enemies left, you know, on good terms. And they they can't figure this out. But friends and family say that he was always a guy who was life of the party, hosting the Phillies tailgate actually Tuesday night. And remember saying goodbye to him seemed fine. They did say that he was kind of bummed out that week because he was one of the individuals. His store in the Northeast was one of those that had been victimized by looters, believe it or not. So, um, you know, we talked about all the looting. So we don't know. Is that some kind of a connection? Was this a robbery attempt? It's just kind of a bizarre, bizarre story. I'm not sure that police officers get enough credit for the times where they say, you know what, we don't have time to wait for, you know, the ambulance to get here. We're taking them ourselves. And that sadly has become somewhat of a common practice these days. Yeah, it's so it's it's absolutely true. Uh, we have an update as well on that domestic that we talked about the other day with the three Philadelphia police officers shot and wounded responding to a domestic call that started with a 12-year-old boy who called for police for who for called for help. This was 7:30 Wednesday night, 7500 block of Whitaker Avenue in north in northeast Philadelphia in uh, the family's home. So Philadelphia are called there by the 12-year-old son who said that that this had all begun with a some kind of a verbal argument with the 12-year-old and his father, who's now identified as 42-year-old Michael Huang, apparently over these video games. So they get in, in some kind of their words passed. The uncle gets involved. Allegedly, the dad shoots the uncle. This is when the 12-year-old now calls for police. Police come in. They know that this is going to be a domestic. They know that somebody has a firearm, right? They know that this is a, a pretty volatile situation. So they come in with a sergeant, two officers. That's when police say Mr. Huang, Michael Huang, fires upon the officers. They were all wearing their body camera. So they have all of this, and they say you can hear on one of the, you know, one of the tapes, the officer says, I'm hit, I'm hit, and slow, you know, this is going down very quickly. Ultimately, what they're saying here is that Huang was wearing a ballistic vest armed with a 40 caliber Glock pistol, several loaded magazines, had other, you know, this guy was loaded to the gills basically and had that ballistic vest on, bulletproof vest. So that was kind of a surprising, uh, you know, revelation that they're giving us. Mm-hmm. This morning, the good news is that we have the sergeant and one of the responding officers who were shot. They have since been released and they're heading home. The third officer, more serious injuries, shot in the leg. But as we know, leg injuries, depending on where you're hit, that can be a very serious situation. So um, long-term recovery, obviously. So the third officer is still in the hospital this morning, recovering, but serious wounds, but recovering in stable condition. Always kind of confusing to me. I know you've said in the past that the domestic situations are always usually one of the roughest things to you know arrive at when you're a police officer, which is kind of odd because it's it's family, and those yeah. those actually end up tending to be the most volatile situations of all yeah that's a good point yeah it's a great point uh on lighter brighter notes i'll talk about our our sports weekend so we have the phillies um facing the atlanta braves obviously in the national league division series after sweeping the marlins in the wild card round so game one getting underway saturday october 7th tomorrow 607 p.m in atlanta nl champion phillies finishing third last season in the nl east um, Braves, they keep saying, oh, they're the best team. We're I all mean, sick of it. I mean, 
we're not sick of it. They're the best team. We're baseball. hot right now. Some of their some we of are, their fans yesterday. We're hot from the uh, the old station I worked at in Atlanta <laughs> are are like a little concerned. Like, well, we we haven't had to play for anything in a while. We might come out rusty. The Phillies look like they're ready to go. <laughs> they are the most fragile fan base in sports. <laughs> Even when they're really good, they still think they they're going to get like gypped or screwed or have just have, run into a buzzsaw. Trust <laughs> me. We take game one. They will be panicking. <laughs> good. So that's game one on Saturday, Monday, October 9th, 6.07. Braves still hosting the Phils. Then Wednesday, October 11th, we come home. Phils host the Braves Wednesday and Thursday, Thursday if needed, because hopefully we just, you know, get her done. Yes. <sighs> Spencer Strider against what? Ranger Suarez. I know. Yeah. Strider's got a great mustache, by the way. He's, I mean, he's a Philly killer. Yeah, he is. Why do you say this stuff? I don't well, even... Because be I'm not negative. a raw, raw person like you You're are. Just being all negative. And Greg loves the Rams on Sunday. <laughs> I call things objectively, unlike you, news person. <laughs> With sports, you. I claim no objectivity in sports. I don't even try. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you just said Rams. What is it? Four o four o'clock. Yep. So you know the food. All the food's got to be ready by about three twenty. Yeah, you got the crock pot going this yeah, weekend. Got it all going. All right. Little doing the doing the French toast. Oh, in the crock. I know it sounds weird, but it's delicious. Okay, some chili. Got two crock pots going. All right, so, so lunch, that... lunch will be taken care of Monday for me, for <laughs> Greg and I. So that'll be fun on Sunday, and uh, then we've got the weekend. It's uh, weather not so fun. NBC Ten First Alert forecast. So today we still remain warm in the you know mid to upper seventies. Seventy seven is your high, but the rain and the wind start kicking in. This afternoon, later this afternoon, this evening, tomorrow for your Saturday, kind of an ugly Saturday, blustery, windy, rainy, yikes. Sunday, at least, at least, it's going to be sunny, but high is 60 degrees. So a 20 degree change is happening overnight tonight into tomorrow. And then we go to more seasonable fall-like weather, but at least next week, it looks like that brisk crisp fall-like weather starting on sunday this is kellen company news live all right don thank you very much as we get it going six thirteen on this friday morning with one last big take of the week the big take on kale and company the big take this morning biden's border wall of shame we all remember the timeless 1989 classic field of dreams with kevin costner and this iconic line listen and watch if you build it And now at the 23rd hour, the Biden administration is reversing course and saying, if we build and finish the wall, maybe they won't come. That's the hope, at least. Well, the wall was racist, we were told. The wall was stripped down. The current administration undid a lot of the work and success of the Trump presidency as soon as they took over in 2021. This will be great, even if it's entirely too late and a desperate sign of political posturing and maneuvering. There are plenty of migrants that have entered this country illegally. Record numbers in September. So now, politics 101. The Biden camp will get tough on the border. They're going to work on the wall, reduce numbers, claim victory, and then if reelected, open that bad boy right back up. They're not fooling anybody. Sanctuary cities, big blue mayors, even state governors pleading and begging for the president and his border patrol to step up their efforts and save cities like New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, and others from being overloaded with drugs, crime, cartel members, terrorists, undocumented adults, as well as children without parents. 
But let's take a trip down memory lane, shall we? Here are some of the receipts of Stooge Number 1 and Stooge Number 2 bloviating on about the border. Listen and watch. Trump campaigned on um, build that wall. Are you willing to tear that wall down? No, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Fox News, Kale and Company, where receipts are held. The Biden administration is waiving environmental regulations and building a new wall in an area of Texas that has seen hundreds of thousands of illegal crossings this year alone. A construction project that Biden vowed would not be undertaken when making campaign promises in 2020. After immediate backlash to the reports, Biden claimed to reporters that he had no choice in the matter, that his hands were tied, and that he has no faith the wall will do any good. Soon after, a DHS spokesperson put out a political statement attesting to the humane and goodly intent of the blameless Biden. Biden spoke to reporters in the Oval Office on Thursday during a security briefing on Ukraine. Fascinating, securing Ukraine over the United States. He was faced with questions about the barricade, and Biden said he didn't want the wall, but his administration was legally forced into it after funding was allocated for it Back in 2019. Let's take a listen to the president and his feelings about the wall and the bureaucracy behind it. Listen and watch. Answer one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. Okay. Thank you. No, it's not going to work. No, the wall is absolutely going to work. It's a deterrent, and it's also a monstrous barricade preventing people from getting into this country that should not be here in the first place. And we have the stats to show you the difference between the Biden administration and also the Trump administration. Keep in mind, in March 2020, at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Trump administration invoked Title 42, a controversial statute ostensibly meant as a public health measure. The policy allowed U.S. authorities to swiftly expel migrants, including asylum seekers, at the border. Nearly 400,000 people were detained and expelled between its implementation and January of 2021 when Trump left the White House. What Biden did, he defended keeping Title 42 in place, using the pandemic as justification. Over 2.28 million people were expelled using Title 42 authority between January of 21 and March of 23 the last month for which they kept data on this. But when the U.S. ended its coronavirus public health emergency on May 11th, 2023, just this past spring, Title 42 expired with it. And since then, it's been like the running of the bulls as floodgates have opened. 304,000 illegal migrants in August alone. This coming after we saw 302,000 in December of 2022. And if you watch Fox News, you'll see the video of the people swimming across the water, crawling through and over barbed wire, climbing fences, and doing anything to enter the United States of America. Meanwhile, Alejandro Mayorkas will not use the crisis word in public. He will take that to the grave with him. But it was nice of him this week to say, quote, we are in imminent need of the wall, end quote. Another stooge and puppet in the Biden administration. 
And in Star County specifically, we have seen over 245,000 migrant encounters in that sector this fiscal year alone. Mayorkas says he is using his authority provided by Congress to waive 26 federal laws, including the Clean Air Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, and the Endangered Species Act. The Biden administration has not only waived 26 federal laws, they've waved the white flag. And it's time to finish the wall. If you finish, they might not come. And Trump was right all along. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you have thoughts and reaction, you can jump in. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHT. And, of course, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kale and Company comment community. We'll come back at thoughts and reaction to that. The latest with the House Speaker and Trump as we roll on Friday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, it is Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. Looking at the Eagles-Rams game for Sunday. I'm still on the... I'm still on the Rams. I'm still on the Rams at plus four and a half. I know. Look, I just call them as I, I just call them as I see him here. No Fletcher Cox this weekend. I don't know. Cooper Cup plays. It could be a you know, it, it could spell trouble for the Eagles. That's all I'm saying. But you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over unders, so much more. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/Greg. FanDuel.com/slash/Greg and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210 WPHD 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager only ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. I want you to picture the most beautiful coastline in the world. Stretch of southern Italy overlooking the sea, the Gulf of Salerno. One of the most beautiful, lush places. Great food, great people. I can't wait. Join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the prof- with the professionals, and nobody does it better than conservative tours. So I know the last time WPHC travelers visited Italy, many of you discovered northern Italy with my friend Don Giordano. Well, next, we're heading to southern Italy on a gastronomical tour, yes, with me. To the Amalfi Coast. And yeah, if I'm putting my good name on this, I want to travel with the very best tour operator in all of Italy. I promised my husband. I promised my kids. This is the trip of a lifetime for the four of us, taking them. And thanks to my friends at Conservative Tours, this is really catered and created for us. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, by the way, at Conservative Tours. We're going to take the high-speed jet fuel to the Isle of Capri, 5267. That includes your airfare, luxury, hotels, dining events galore. You're going to be about this years from now. Just call toll-free 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. 
I'm talking about the Abbey of Monte Cassino. Some of Italy's best kept secrets. Puglia, medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii. And yes, we'll see all the ancient sites, the great sites of Rome, for example, the Colosseum. Join me next spring in Italy. See you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. We will get to Donald Trump and the Speaker of the House conversation in just a few moments. But I always find it fascinating. You know, we, we did the big take this morning on the border and the wall and, you know, the big real pivot here from the Biden administration of where they were campaign-wise in 2019, where they were in 2020 as we were getting ready for the election, and then what they were doing in the pandemic for 21, 22, and all the way up until this past May uh, of 2023 when Title 42 expired. And now it's a a complete turnaround, a, a full 180, maybe even a full 360 on building the wall, the need for the wall, the completion of the wall. And I, I just jotted down a few, like, talking points here isn't it funny how um these things start out from republicans as far as conversation of hey the border is a disaster we're being overrun um we we need to really focus in on this and make sure that the biden administration eventually gets their act together and there's always pushback right the left will never agree the mainstream media will never agree or the mainstream media won't cover it, or they'll say, ah, it's just a, that's just a right-wing conspiracy theory or a Republican talking point, yada, yada, yada. And I started jotting down all the things that Republicans and conservatives have been right on uh, in the last three and a half years, where we were labeled one thing, but then it kind of became undeniable, and then the left and the Democrats, they, they start gathering around, and they pick up our talking points, and, well, it's, you know, it's it's... I mean, everybody can see it now. We, we, we have to do something about it. So let's think about this. The border, which we just discussed, which you can tie in with sanctuary cities, uh, you know, New York, Philly, Chicago. Oh, yeah, you can come. We're, 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 we're open for business, baby. And then all of a sudden, the buses start showing up, and they're coming by the hundreds and the hundreds, and eventually it's up. We're all full. Okay, so Republicans were right about that. Um, you're starting to see now... A lot of people believe that Trump is being persecuted and it's a political prosecution. Ah, Trump's just got sour grapes. And then slowly along the way, you look at polls, you look at data, and most Americans start to realize, yeah, there is kind of a double standard going on here with Trump. Um, How about masks? How about boosters? How about vaccines? Oh, you're anti-science, you're anti-vax. Now more Americans than not will not take the booster in 2023. How about the origins of COVID? Oh, it was, it was, it was a natural jump from a species to another human at a wet market. It wasn't a lab leak. Oh, and now agencies like the FBI are like, yeah, we have pretty strong conclusions that we think this was created in a lab. And then you have Biden's age, his mental health. Oh, the Washington Post jumps in. The New York Times jumps in. Even the most left wing columnists arrive at the conclusion in 2023. Hey, you know what? Joe doesn't have his faculties with him anymore. Everything that we get labeled for being wrong about, eventually, and I'm not saying everything turns out that way, but it's been a common theme for three and a half years where it's almost like a slow, silent, quiet admission from the left that the right was right all along. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable when you think about it. And I'm just watching some of these border videos yesterday. And the one that really bothers me the most is the kids crawling on the barbed wire. 
Like if you've seen, it's like a little coil. It reminds me of those little obstacle courses where your kid gets in that little tube and he crawls across and he gets out and he jumps into the ball pit. Except these are tubed like wires of barbed wire, and it's just so barbaric looking. Like that's what these these people are so desperate to get into this country that they're willing to walk on barbed wire. I mean, I don't want to walk on anything less than a hundred dollar sneaker, and these kids are crawling across barbed wire. Yeah, so, um, but I think Greg, you said it at some point yesterday that this is a political maneuver more than anything with election season coming up. And it's like, all right, let's kind of tidy this up in the fourth quarter here. Well, let's rewind to really what started this. And it was a brilliant move Mm -hmm. by Greg, Greg Abbott was sending this, you know, everybody knew what was happening at the border. I mean, you know, people who were paying attention, but nobody really knew like those people in Texas because that that you know that has been the hotbed for um, illegal migration mm-hmm. for uh, a long time. Yep. Um, so this this brilliant move by Abbott, where he basically just was like, you know what, screw this, mm-hmm. I'm going to send these to all the places that you know don't think we're having a crisis now and it woke up new york mm-hmm. it woke up massachusetts i mean there's a story now where uh the army navy game uh that's being played there there's there's no hotel rooms because yeah. because migrants are staying there yeah. you know what i mean it, it's just so like all of these places that were like no mm-hmm. there's no problem at the border right. the border's fine yeah. now it cu- now it comes to their doorstep and they're like oh s yeah. i guess there is a problem well, that's Massachusetts Governor Mara Healey. She's one of the prominent Democrats who blasted the Biden administration, called it a federal crisis of inaction. Yeah. And so you have not just the New York mayor now visiting the southern border before Kamala does such a tour, mm-hmm. right? It, right? The whole thing is a disaster yep. and a disastrous look for Democrats. But I think Greg is right that you think about, if you think about the fact that Abbott chose New York City, which is the media mecca but also a business mecca, and is also a Democrat mecca. Mm-hmm. And right, so it's got like the trifecta there. Yep. So the fact that New Yorkers are furious, and you have all of these woke New Yorkers looking around and saying, "Oh my God!" Like you have know, all of these people, these migrants, and they're gonna they're gonna harm Broadway, and we're mm-hmm. trying to bring back like, what what's going. On? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. they finally get it that uh-huh. this is an actual yeah. It's a humanitarian crisis also for the individuals. They have 122,000 people descend on New York City, which I know has a ton of people, mm-hmm. but isn't, you know, it's also an island. Right. You know, this is not like, this is not LA or something that's more spread out. Well, it's densely packed. Right? Yep. And so 122,000 people descending upon New York City. Right. Wow. Yeah. That, you, there's your impact. You have to build up because you can't build out in that city. And they're overcrowded to begin with. And then, you know, Greg mentioned the Army-Navy game. You know, the, the, the players and the team will be fine. But there's, you know, not that either one of those programs has a huge following of, like, football fans hardcore. But they're all the former cadets, all the is, former yeah. military members. It's probably one of the biggest games of the year. It's, it's, it's an awesome sight. And yeah. you have so many people that served in our country. And they're not going to be able to get hotel rooms because everything is going to be booked up from what people come across the border. Yep. 
It's just outrageous. Yeah. Speaking of the border, let's hear uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, this was a little Q&A presser yesterday at her White House press secretary briefing. Take a listen to this. We, we believe that there are better effective ways of moving forward to secure our border and security, we, our border security, and we have continuously asked for Congress uh, to act, uh, to provide our CBP, uh, the law enforcement, uh, law enforcement at the border, uh, to give them the resources they need to do their jobs. And so we're going to continue to call on Congress. We believe, and the president has been very clear, even when you ask him, does a, does a border wall work? He said no. Uh, and he's been very consistent about that. We believe that we need uh, border technology that is modernized and land ports of, uh, at, uh, at, of land ports of entry. And that's what we want to see. And that's what I can speak to. And uh, we, this is something that we were required by law and we are complying. This is an administration that does believe in the rule of law. Oh, so they believe in the rule of law. Okay. And, you know, he sits there or she sits there and says that, no, Joe does not believe that the wall works. Well, then I would have just followed up with and I would have said, well, Corrine, here are the numbers under Donald Trump. Here are the numbers actually also under Barack Obama. And here are the numbers currently for your administration. What did those two administrations do well that worked that you have not basically pull the copycat routine with and i mean biden takes everything else from trump right biden plagiarizes everything he tries to steal his make america great stuff and all the mm-hmm. phrases so why don't you just do exactly what trump did and but and, and protect americans from this basically which is really honestly it's an invasion i mean yeah there are videos of people that's <laughs> like just like it's like literally opening up the stadium for a concert and watching people just rush in to get their their front row seat if it's yeah. first come first serve and now the fbi FBI saying that on their ter- terrorist list, uh, 151 of these individuals who've crossed over on the terrorist list. Mm-hmm. Trump did speak out on Truth Social. Did you? Maybe we said this earlier, but he said, "Will Joe Biden apologize to me in America for taking so long to get moving, allowing our country to be flooded with 15 million illegal immigrants from places unknown?" Mm-hmm. That was Trump on Truth. Yeah. I mean, you've got people getting let out of prisons. You've got people getting let out of um, psych wards, so to speak, as Trump has mentioned in the past. Yeah, a lot of, and look, some of them are just coming here. They want to get a job or get three jobs and live a better life. But trust me, there's plenty of uh, bad individuals, and the whole world knows that the border's open. So when you say terrorists, yeah, there might be some from Mexico, but they could be coming from anywhere across the, the globe yeah. and working their way up through the southern border with ill, uh, Ill intentions on their mind. So. It's- it's funny because I said this yesterday that I I do think that the securing the border is a winning issue, and I think that uh, that was one of the big reasons uh, Trump won in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Biden administration knows it's a winning issue, and I think that they are trying to play both sides. I think that they want to secure the border. They want this to go up, but they also want to kind of say, well, it's not, it's, it's, you know, we're just going by the law, mm-hmm. which I don't really understand. Like, I don't, you know, maybe somebody can explain why, like, there, it's the law that it has to go up now. Does anybody just, I think know? it's just based on funds that were allocated that you have to okay. actually. Well, wait, they, they're, they're claiming that. Right. Biden is claiming that, well, that's, saying, yeah, that's well, I mean. this money was appropriated yep. by Congress. Yep. However, on Wednesday, when Mayorkas, you know, quietly kind of tried to announce this, they had to to take down dozens of laws and and environmental groups, lawsuits, and all of that. They just, with under the guise of Homeland Security, they just swiped all that down. 
and that's why the environmentalists and the and the left progressives are flipping out Mm -hmm. saying no 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 you knew what you were doing you could have kept all the red tape you got rid of the red tape you wanted this to happen yeah and so that's the difference yes they they used homeland security they found and believe me i mean we're just going oh well great i mean the p you know i I think overall yeah good thank god Mm -hmm. but they're, they're being dis, it's disingenuous at being, being kind. Yeah. yeah they want to have it both ways. Mm-hmm. They want to, they want to secure the border. They want this to go up, but they also don't want to look good or they don't want to look bad to their progressive base. So they're like, well, you know, we have to put it up now. It's mm-hmm. just not. So like, I just want to know all of these people, AOC and everybody, all the Dems that, you know, called this border wall racist mm-hmm. and xenophobic and everything else <laughs> under their sun. <laughs> are they going to say that? same thing now yeah you know what i mean right i just think ultimately that two things the prominent democrats new york city the impact of that the polls and the fact that that you have liberal cities and and so on that are affected by this but number two i do believe that they have intel my feeling is they're they have intel that they know they're going to have to own the fact that they have terrorist groups who they've let in yeah and and they and and that is on them, and that's going to that you know we have a year to find that out, mm-hmm. which is horrifying and scary. But I I fear that that's what we're going to learn. Uh, by the way, we're broadcasting right now live on YouTube, youtubecom slash at twelve ten WPHT. Uh, check us out and hit the subscribe. Wait, I don't have and, my lipstick on. And hit the and hit the like button. I mean, we go on live every morning on at six a.m. I know. Except, I just... except one day this week. Uh, <laughs> Daniel on the YouTube chat writes, they ignored the Supreme Court on student loans. What makes you yeah. think they wouldn't ignore the border laws? Mm. Well, that's that's a good mm. point. They they pick and choose what laws they <laughs> they want to uphold. Then all of a sudden, yeah. this comes up and where they fought everything else that they oh, had, yeah. like tooth and nail. Yep. This, they're just like, well, you know, it's the yep. it, it, we abide by the law. Well, that's classic. That's the classic playbook from the Democrats is they they pick and choose yeah. which laws to adhere to. They pick and choose which uh, science that they believe because, well, you yeah, trust the science, get the vaccine. But no, no, boys can become girls. We don't. We just we actually skipped biology <laughs> class. But I I just couldn't believe, you know, Biden in the Oval Office yesterday telling reporters, oh, we can't stop the construction. The money was appropriated. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect the money. Mm -hmm. They didn't. They wouldn't. Like, really, you're just with a straight face. Mm -hmm. You're trying to say this when you know full well what you did. Yep. That's what they do because they know they're going to go unchallenged and the media is just going to allow it to keep going. He tried. He couldn't. Not his fault. What What are you going to do? What's funny now? You see all this crime happening in all these big cities: Philadelphia, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and you see the the migrants coming to the doorstep, literally the doorstep of Kamala Harris, yep. um, and coming to New York and Massachusetts and Martha's Vineyard and everywhere else, and uh, it it's literally come to their front door. And they have no choice but to react to it. Boy, mm-hmm. what I wouldn't have done or paid to be the ring, uh, the doorbell ring thing on uh, Kamala's front porch when that happened, <laughs> just to be a fly on the wall I, in that moment. Well, let's <laughs> let's be let's be a little fair. I don't know if they literally went to her front door. I'm I sure know, they couldn't so get there. Funny. You know what I mean? Like she, I just, she has a nice gated uh, security and everything. She, uh, she doesn't want to arm anybody else, but <laughs> you damn well bet her people are armed. But you know, you you mentioned Greg, you know, the big cities, but it's not just the big cities. We have the story this week coming out in Bemidji, Minnesota, which is consuming all the major TV markets in Minneapolis and across Minnesota. 
this little 11-year-old girl taken, and they found other girls, and they were gang-assaulted. I'm being, you know, yeah. I'm, I, they were gang raped. She yep. was gang raped yep. and and physically um, is hospitalized and suffered serious injuries as these men, Ill, all illegals, living in this home, tied her down. They found other little girls tied up She's in this awesome. house. Well. It's a story that is consuming all of Minnesota and Minneapolis. And so that was a rural Bemidji because I went to J school, you know, journalism school, you know, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a rural area. And so that kind of story is is leading will will lead people to say well you know even if you're in a community where you say look the vast majority of folks coming over you know a lot of people saying they're like the irish or the italians they're coming over they're immigrants they have a right to come the the problem is if you're an immigrant you came here legally Mm -hmm. or even if you came here seeking asylum you're looking at this saying boy joe biden in this administration is doing a disservice to all of those immigrants who are coming to this country, mm-hmm. you know, with their with their Bibles and their rosaries yeah. and their work ethic and not their pronouns, right? right? And they're coming here to work and for a better life. This administration, you could argue, even if you're pro, you know, letting lots of folks in, mm-hmm. does a disservice to the, the good names of the vast right. majority of individuals. Well, yeah, so you go about it the right way, the paperwork, the processing, the protocol, the vetting, and then this it basically happens at the border. It's like no different than with the student loan bailout program. I I, I borrowed money and mm-hmm. I've paid almost all of it back, and now I'm watching other people that are in debt and they're just given a, a write off. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wait. So I I did it the right way as a responsible, uh, personally accountable adult, and everybody else is just getting bailouts. How do you think that makes me feel? It's the same way for people that came over here years ago that went it, about it the right way. It's like really this is the way it is now. It wasn't like that back then. Yeah, and to your point, I've even talked to people who have said that there were individuals who were doing everything properly still in the process of seeking citizenship, mm-hmm. right? And so they were basically standing in line. Then they see all these droves of people coming across the border, and they said, all right, I forget this, I'm coming over. Yep. So it, it encouraged those people who were standing in the line, had all their paperwork, doing everything properly, and then they said, oh, forget about it, I'm I'm." You know, all these people are going ahead of me. Right. You know, it's it's like that mentality. You're standing in a line somewhere, picture, you know, and you're doing everything right. You see droves of people, mm-hmm. and you say, finally, you just say, up, oh, forget it. Yep. I'm I'm going to go over. Exactly. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is how you climb in on the conversation. Coming up next, Donald Trump and what he had to say about being the House Speaker on a short term basis, and also he endorses Jim Jordan from Ohio. We'll delve into that when we wrap up hour number one next on Kale and Company. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. So much fun to be had at Parks, P-A-R-X Casino. It's the $50,000 trick-or-treat treasures at Parks Casino. Win, and you're going to have a close encounter with the creepy claw machine, the claw. Winners will be selected every 20 minutes. Friday, October 20th. So you earn entries now through October 20th for your chance to play the Creepy Claw with the $50,000 Trick or Treasures only at the number one casino, Parks Casino. Parks has the hottest entertainment, three the 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, Joe Conklin's Comedy Night. I love Joe. He's got some great new material coming out. So funny. And, of course, the best local bands every single weekend, only at 360 Lounge. Don't miss these top headliners coming soon to the Excite Center at Parks Casino. 
So, comedian Michael Blaustein, October 20th, Howie Mandel, November 17th, Air Supply, November 18th, and then Aaron Lewis, November 30th, Parks, P-A-R-X, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment. Plus, of course, I love the free parking, valet parking, and remember, electric vehicle charging stations for all guests. Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook, this is how you win. Must be 21, gambling problem 1-800-GAMBLER. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet coming up 7.45 this morning? The GOP might have a GOV problem. We will tell you about that. And uh, I was dead wrong on Americans and support for Ukraine. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. I was way off. We'll give you those details coming up in just a little bit. And also kicking off our number two, no pun intended, with one Philadelphia Eagle who says, you know what? Taylor Swift, stay away. You're not welcome in November. We'll, uh, we're going to put up our own wall. We're going to block the Swifties from invading the link, <laughs> and we'll get the financing it. for it. Uh, we'll get to that after Dawn's news coming up at 7.05 this morning. Uh, but putting a bow on the first hour, obviously the big story of the day is the border and the wall and things like that. Great uh, picture on the New York Post front page uh, talking about Joe Biden being a blockhead. It says blockhead wakes up and they've got quotes from Biden from three years ago versus yesterday on the wall. Uh, So that's really good. Uh, But the other big story for the last week has been obviously Kevin McCarthy ousted as the Speaker of the House by Matt Gates and Republicans. And whether or not Donald Trump would actually entertain the idea, uh, we'll get to Trump's endorsement in just a second. Uh, But yesterday, Donald Trump told Fox News that he would accept the short-term role as Speaker of the House to serve as, quote, a unifier for the Republican Party until lawmakers reach a decision on who should take the post. He said, quote, I have been asked to speak as a unifier because I have so many friends in Congress. If they don't get the vote, they have asked me if I would consider taking the speakership until they get somebody longer term because I am running for president. Quote, they have asked me if I would take it for a short period of time for the party until they come to a conclusion. I'm not I'm not doing it because I want to. I will do it if necessary. Should they not be able to make their decision? Uh, He would take the speakership for a short, quote, 30, 60 or 90 day period, and he would only do it for the party, stressing that his focus is on his presidential campaign. So I I think that would be unbelievably uh, fascinating. It would be incredible content. And then, of course, the way he would be running the operation when it comes to going after Democrats with investigations. I mean, he could have a lot of fun for 30, 60 or 90 days. But I think it's a pipe dream because he has come out now and he has endorsed Jim Jordan for speaker. And it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, MAGA MAGA man, speaking of, of Trump, sent us a tweet saying uh, he, he was watching Fox News this morning, I guess the beginning of uh, Fox and Friends, and they were all advocating for Steve Scalise. So he said that if they're all advocating for Scalise, then Jim Jordan is the answer just and is that. the solution. I was just going to say that. That is hysterical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I think Steve, I mean, here's the thing. Steve Scalise is loved and beloved, but he, you know, he's never been fully, I feel like he never fully healed after he was he was shot. Yeah. And now he, he's fighting a very serious cancer. And so I think in part, you know, I think they're being kind. I, I think there's, I just don't see him taking it. Yeah. I, and, and I hate to say that because, of course, everybody's praying for him and wishing him well. But that job is so consuming. Yeah, it is. You know. Yeah, 
But I mean, you know, when I was looking at the, the, the possibilities, I said, yeah, what was it Tuesday or Wednesday's show that Jim Jordan would be my number one choice, Byron Donald's number two, uh, and then I threw out a couple of other names as well. And it looked like initially that there was kind of a, a little bit of a surge and a groundswelling of support for Byron Donald's, and then it quickly, you know, it, it, Jim, we saw conflicting stories. Yeah, Jim Jordan doesn't want it. Well, then he said he would consider it. He throws his name into the mix, and then everybody's kind of really rallied around him. And I think the thing about him is, and Trump says it, he's, he's strong. Jim Jordan projects strength. Trump said, quote, in a post on truth, Jim Jordan is strong on crime, borders, our military, vets, and the Second Amendment. Jim, his wife, Polly, and family are outstanding. He will be a great Speaker of the House and has my complete and total endorsement. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the endorsement that Ron DeSantis only dreams of having. <laughs> you know what's funny to me is that there's been a lot of articles written and a lot of pundits have, have been saying, why didn't the Democrats do more to help uh, Kevin McCarthy right. you know, <clears throat> keep his speakership? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of agree with that because they th- if they think Kevin McCarthy was hard to work with, how the hell do you think they're going to work with Jim Jordan? Uh, he's like a bull in a china shop. So, sometimes. like, I, I just don't understand their thinking on this. That if they really were that outraged about this and like wanted to keep, you know, the status quo going, mm-hmm. that they would have tried harder to keep McCarthy. Like, I get it; it's not their it, it's not their battle, but they could have done something. Yeah, and. There's no question in my mind that whoever they made the next speaker was going to be far harder oh, for yes. them to work with than uh, than McCarthy was. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's yes. Yeah, so that that argument is, you know, the devil, you know, why not from a Democrat's yeah. from a Democrat standpoint. But I think it was too delicious and too irresistible to give up. And so that they they loved the sight of the disarray and the dissension and that public display, you know, of, of, you know, the battle. And so they wanted that. And so I think to your point, I hope, you know, Republicans just, you know, shove it right back to them. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, to me, that's that I go back to that speech and I, I know, I, I think I talked about this yesterday, but when McCarthy gave, you know, kind of, he, he was, had his old brown eyes blue and he got up there and gave that speech and some people and I had I've been debating over this because people are like oh that was so classy and so elegant and I said okay it was and I I did I felt personally I felt bad for him but he was to me he was revealing so much in that speech and one of the little stories that he told was how he and Nancy made that deal and how and that and that he said to her you know they want me to make it so that I, I, you know, I go for, you know, one vote, one of them could just put up a vote to make me not speaker again. And that they, and she just said, well, just do it. No. Just go ahead. Just, just do it. Just Please do it. don't bother me with yeah. such frivolity. And, and okay. said, I've got your back. I've always got your back. That's mm-hmm. what that, and he told that story. Yeah. Would she, would she be enough a cause for concern if Nancy right. has your back? Yeah. And so, dude, you got played. Yeah. You totally got played. Yeah, really? You believe Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, I don't feel bad at all for any of you So guys. that just shows, <laughs> you know, the fact that you just got played right there, and then she's, oh, sorry, I'm in California. Yep, yep. I'm at the funeral, and, and everybody's silent. What did you expect? Yep. And I just hope, I'm glad he told that story mm-hmm. so that all of the Republicans can look at that 
and go, yeah, they're, they're just liars. They're going to say, just like Biden in the Oval Office yesterday, right. they're going to say whatever they're going to say. They're such a liar. So look at their actions and not their words. Yep. Trump saying, speaking of words on truth, he says, Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's 4th Congressional District, respected by all. He is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. I think most people are on board with Jim Jordan. I got a few tweets of saying, yeah, he talks a good game, but doesn't get the results that he, you know, he braggadociously aspires to achieve. Um, but I think Jim Jordan is about as good as you are going to get. 855-839-1210. The number will come back. Kickoff hour number two. Dawn has some news. And Taylor Swift, stay in Kansas City. Stay at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. You are not welcome November 20th at the link. Wasn't me that said it. We'll tell you who did next. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.